Barbecue's our passion, and that's just what you'll get where the Ken Burns is a barbecuer. Tales from the pits. Howdy, welcome to another episode of Tales from the Pits. This is Brian. And Andrew. And hey, Andrew. Hey. This is like a flashback episode. It is. And why is that? I don't know. Because we're in a car. We're in a car and we're recording on the phone. This is like old tech when oh, we first yeah. started. Yeah, that is like the early days. Yeah, we're, we're recording into a phone because I don't know why we're recording the phone. The actual recorder's in the back of the car. Because <laughs> it's in the trunk. <laughs> I'm not going to climb back there. But yeah, we are on our way back from Brenham, Texas, where we went to the third annual Butcher's Ball event um, put on at the Rock and Star Ranch in Brenham. And uh, we ate a lot of good food today, had some good drinks, and uh, just a really good time. And this is a, a pretty unique event. It's a combination of live fire cooking, butchery demonstrations, um, good old-fashioned good times with mixed drinks, liquor, uh, beer, desserts, and of course all kinds of meats. And it is a competition as well. Right. There's a, a people's choice competition. Um, my understanding is I don't think there's any hard and fast rules over what you can or can't cook. Uh, meat is, of course, a big part of the event, and there are acclaimed chefs from around the Texas area, um, a lot of out of Houston, and there are barbecue cooks here as well, and they put, they put together a composed dish, they serve it to all the attendees of the festival, and the attendees each get a coin that they can put in their the jar of their favorite place at the end of the event, and the team with the most coins wins the Golden Cleaver, the People's Choice Award. And this year they did, for the first year, they also had a cash prize, so in addition to the Golden Cleaver, it's a $1,000 check. Second prize got an actual cleaver to use rather than a plaque. It got a, uh, I believe it's a handmade cleaver. And third place got a leather apron, so some really nice prizes for the top three. Uh, let's listen in to the actual award ceremony here. Third place. It's very apt, it's fun here. Uh, wow, it's a power trio. Patrick and Aaron Fegis. They would receive a custom apron from Lucio Taylor and Company. Alright, you guys ready for second place? Just adding to their roster of accolades, Teddy Lopez from Killins SDQ. He receives a custom cleaver from Sunday Nights. It's not the gold cleaver. It's not the gold cleaver, but it's still scary as hell. Uh, so, then we do the first place prize now. Yeah. So, you guys, would you guys like to announce who the winner is? So congratulations to the top three. Let's talk a little bit more about those dishes. You want to start at, at three first? Yeah, let's start at three. Uh, friend of the show, Patrick and Aaron Fegis, Fegis Barbecue. Uh, they did a pork belly burnt end with a big red glaze. Um, they did collard greens and Brian's favorite. Pimento cheese grits. Uh, this is a, a dish that Patrick's done before. If you've, if you've been to special events throughout the years, you might have had it before. And they always do a great job with it. And today was no different. Sometimes it's beef belly and sometimes it's pork belly. This time it was pork belly. Right, and it, it was a really good dish. It, 
Brian and I both gave it our coin. We, they got our vote. Um, it was it was our overall favorite dish. Although there were a lot to choose from, there's a lot of really good food today. Yeah, it was it was really close for us, um, and, and I'd like to know that it was close in the tallies. When I just googled, or sorry, googled the different jars, they, the top three looked very close to me. So I, I'm sure it was extremely close. Um, but congratulations to Patrick and Aaron on their third place and their fancy leather apron. Um, on to second place. Yeah, second place was Teddy Lopez of Killen's STQ. Um, of course, you're probably familiar with the Killen's name, Killen's Barbecue in Pearland. Um, Killen's STQ is sort of his hybrid smokehouse steakhouse restaurant, um, literally next door to Regal's Barbecue in Houston. And Teddy Lopez is the uh, chef at that restaurant, and they did a Wagyu beef rib with a Korean sticky glaze or sticky sauce. Yeah, very, um, very reminiscent, obviously, of Korean-style ribs, except for smoked, and these were big beef ribs. Um, really, really tasty, unique, and probably on the menu, I, I think, at SDQ. If not, I'm sure you might see them on the menu soon. Right, yeah, they do a lot of creative stuff there. Um, so congratulations to Teddy and Killen's SDQ team on their second-place finish, and first place is a place that we had not heard of prior to today. And nothing to do with the drink, but the truck, El Topo. And Tony Lerman came out and won this with a barbacoa taco. Yep, uh, we, we've been kind of half-joking about it for a while, that barbacoa is, like, the, you know, beef cheek and barbacoa is kind of the, the new beef rib and barbecue. It's, it's really popular, really trending right now, and it's a really delicious, you know, style or, you know, cut of meat and, and preparation of that meat. If it's Willow, Willow won last year with beef cheek, so... Yep. It's, um, it's, it's the hot thing in and around barbecue right now, and uh, we, we've had our share of it. We've cooked it ourselves, and it's, it's a really, really tasty piece of meat when it's done right. You know, we've, we've went to Vera's, uh, I think 1954. Vera's been doing it since a pit in the ground, um, doing it traditional style where they wrap it in foil, cook it in coils, and seal it, uh, cook it on coals and seal it up. And, uh, you know, it's kind of gone into this new barbecue phase now where... Um, it is smoked more like a brisket. Um, there's a few tricks that you can do to um, to finish it in the way that it looks like more people are doing, and just really, really a great bite of meat when done well. And it was done well by Tony and El Topo today, enough to win the People's Choice. Yeah. So that was you know that was the ultimate winner. But there there was so much good food. Um, this is a really well priced event, in, in my opinion. Uh, I believe tickets were eighty dollars, and that includes your food and your alcohol. Uh, and there was and dessert and dessert. Yeah, I mean it, it includes everything. You, you know, you pay for. They, they have they do have some vendors there uh, selling some goods and, and selling some food, but uh, for the most part, you can eat and drink like a king or a queen for the eighty dollar ticket price. And was, again, so let's talk a little bit about the um, desserts, and then I guess we'll finish with the drinks. All right. So um, so desserts. Oh, well, we haven't finished. <laughs> actually, we haven't finished talking about some of the a couple of other standout meat items. Um, you know, one of the ones that's pretty unique uh, is the oysters. So the state of grace, Bobby Matos did two different kinds of oysters. Yeah, they did a margarita oyster, which is a raw oyster with sort of a lime. Uh, there's a little bit of chili on there. Uh, really good. And then they did a uh, grilled oyster with uh, like a kind of curry preparation, a curry grilled oyster. Um, both, both really tasty. Uh, I enjoyed them. I love oysters. Um, and it was, it was nice to have a, a cool oyster break after all the fatty meats. <laughs> right. And, and done over live fire, like so much was there as well. There was a, some, several whole hogs that were done over live fire. Um, chickens were done over live fire in a very interesting contraption as well. 
um, and then these oysters and of course I mean barbecue pits are defined as live fire as well but some of these were, were the true fire directly underneath the meat so it's also kind of a visual feast for the eyes too yeah, um, that that was you know that was a really good dish. Uh, what else did we like? A willow who's it was who won the first two years. He won the first place prize uh, years one and two of this event. Uh, this year he did uh, smoked and seared ribeyes. And seared with beef, in beef tallow with a garlic compound butter. Uh, just these giant, massive, uh, about two inch thick ribeyes. Yeah, just phenomenal, phenomenal, especially when they were right out of that skillet right after they got the sear on them yeah they were they were really good um we, we enjoyed the heck out of those and you know, we were we were kind of hanging out by his pit waiting for those to come off <laughs> yeah. he was like oh we've got to taste this because we knew the willow would come something really good and he definitely did not disappoint yeah, plenty of other great bites uh, don't want to go down the list of every single one just to bore you guys to tears but it's an event to come out and try and there's there's certainly something for everyone in the meat department uh, but over to desserts, there's a couple of desserts that really did stand out for us. Yeah, um, uh, Fluff Bake Bar, Rebecca Mason did a kind of a glazed donut ball, I guess. I don't know the official description. Donut hole. Yeah, it was like, yeah, glazed donut holes, uh, which I don't care. It's a misnomer. That's not <laughs> yeah. a donut hole. But it's anyway, not a hole, That's yes. another discussion another day. <laughs> um, but with a uh, brisket fat caramel sauce drizzled on them. Repeat that slower, just because it sounds so good brisket fat caramel sauce and it was really really good um and the uh eat my pralines yes praline dream bars that just I, I had one and it's just that expression just pops and your whole face lights up and i was like andrew you have to go have one of these now yeah it was we, and we ended up going back and having another one later on they were really really good um, it was, that's, I think one of the things that made this event such, such an enjoyable event is it wasn't just a bunch of meat or, you know, there were, there were composed dishes that would have like a, a, some sort of side item, whether it was a mashed potato or a collard green or something like that. And you have your dessert spread and there was multiple dessert spots on, on yeah, you could choose from. And well. there were people that were doing desserts as their specialty. So it's, it's not as if, right. you know, a, a standard barbecue restaurant came out with their dessert. There's some great ones around, obviously, but... Um, they had they had people that specialized in desserts serving desserts, so that was that was a great contrast. Right, and and some wonderful sponsors of this event, um, which provide a lot of the alcohol. Um, McAllen, they had McAllen twelve scotch, year, yeah, yeah, really that, good scotch that, that you can sample. Scotchy scotch scotch. They had a fistful of bourbon, which is a new bourbon. Uh, distributor out of New York that's new to the Texas area. It's a blend, I believe, of five. Yeah, I believe it's a, yeah, a blend of five bourbons. Um, uh, four row or four roses. Four roses. Yep, they were there. Came out with their they brought uh, their single barrel as, as a couple of other ones. I just bought my first bottle of four roses single barrel this week. Actually, um, really good. Um, Kettle One Vodka was another sponsor. Uh, they had, and in addition to all these places, have their own individual booths. In one of the indoor areas of this event, they had a, a full bar that was doing specialty cocktails with each one of those sponsors' liquors as the featured liquor for the cocktail. Really tasty. Yep. Eight Wonder Beer um, provided the, uh, the beers for the event. With their, their Haterade and their Hopston and uh, what was the third one? There's a Weisheimer, I believe. Yep. Um, but yeah, we we sampled plenty. Uh, Topo Chico was a sponsor as well, um, in case you didn't want alcohol. Uh, which obviously you need a break from all that, and I think that was I think that was all the the alcohol sponsors. But 
it's just a really well-rounded event. There's so much to see. Um, they had, like you said, the butchery demonstrations going on. Um, they butchered both a, a hog and a four-quarter. Right. Yeah, you know, segmenting into the different primal and subprimal cuts, and um, maybe know, it was a hind quarter. I don't know, but it was it was a quarter quarter beef carcass and uh, I believe an entire hog, whole hog. Right. Uh, what were some of the other dishes that kind of stood out? I know there was a few others that we ate. Now you really like the pierogi. Yeah, the pierogi was great from Riel. Riel's a restaurant in Houston, uh, uh, owned and operated by Ryan Lachane, who's from that famed Underbelly original crew that you've heard about on the show before. Um, actually, one of Russell Regal's uh, pit hands works at Riel and Regal's. Uh, we saw him there as well. They did a pierogi that was really good. Um, had some bone marrow and it. it was really rich. Uh, it was it was a tasty dish. Um, John Tassar was there. Uh, he's a very acclaimed chef from Dallas. There's just so much to see, so much to eat there. There was a lot of lots of wagyu, lots of wagyu, lots, lots of, of wagyu. really high cut. I mean, it's the whole Samakawashi wagyu as well. Yeah, uh, Hard Grand Beef was one of the sponsors there, and they were they had a booth there serving up also. What else we got, Brian? Um, there was music, live music. I think either three or four bands. We'll, we'll double check on that, but several bands throughout the day. So. Uh, it was a full day event too, so one of the things is a little different. Um, it's not quite like Red Dirt, which transforms from a barbecue festival into a concert throughout the night. And it also wasn't like Texas Monthly or, or some of the other ones where it's all at once. Houston Barbecue Fest and Texas Monthly, if they have live music, it's at the same time as a festival. Um, this was at the same time, but it was on a stage and it lasted well into the, the end. So, I mean, it, it started, there was a brunch available at 11 which was an option on your ticket. The, the festival contest started at 1 p.m. and the, um, the finals were announced close to 6 p.m. It, it was really a full day event for your money, which was great. Yeah, and at this time of year, it was a great day to be outside. Oh, just phenomenal. In the low, low, low 70s and in the high 50s overnight. Right, you know, it was a nice breeze coming through. It was just, you, you could have asked, it was one of the better weather days we've had in many, many months in this part of Texas. Uh, so we, we enjoyed the heck out of it. We're definitely looking forward to coming back next year. It's, it's an event I would strongly recommend to meat lovers uh, just because there's such a wide variety of how the meat's prepared, what type of cut they're using, uh, but it's all done really well. And there's, like I said, they, these are accomplished chefs and pitmasters and restaurateurs uh, that, that are doing the stuff. These guys know what they're doing. They take pride in it. And, and there is a competitive aspect to it. So, you know, people really do want to showcase and, and, and put together the best possible product. Something I think we can kind of touch on. I mean, you know, we, we, you know, we've talked about competition barbecue, which is pure competition, and it's it's blind judging, and it's a very serious thing. Um, but it's it's cooked to a particular style, and it's cooked to a particular taste profile to to satisfy judges and not the public. And then there's been festivals which there's no competition, and it's just come and eat and have fun. And lately, you know, with the Houston Throwdown as an example, there seems to be more of this idea and this is the third year for butcher's ball as well where it's it's both it's actually there is a competition involved so there are winners and I, i'm not going to say there's losers but there are winners and it that makes it a lot more fun because i, I think it really brings out uh, the best possible dishes that people can do yeah uh, everyone was really creative we, we really can't can't say enough about how grateful we are we got the opportunity to to cover this event uh, we'll be posting plenty of pictures up on Instagram about it. Uh, but please support this event in the coming years because it's it's something different. I mean, we go to a lot of barbecue festivals, and we have fun at a lot of barbecue festivals, but they can be sort of the same thing after a while. 
Um, you know, and sometimes, I mean, let's admit it, sometimes some of the barbecue joints bring the same items to the same, right, to the same festivals and different festivals year over year over year lately. Um, and it's what works and it's great, but, it, you know, if, and I guess, you know what, to be honest, not everybody goes to a lot of barbecue festivals like we do. <laughs> so we get a little bit of brisket fatigue and, and even some of the other dishes sometimes we're like, oh, I love this dish, but I've already had it five times this year right. at these different festivals. So it's nice to see these competitions because they're going to bring, try to bring something different to the competitions um, or at least bring what's won or what's placed really well. I mean, it's not the first time Fijis has done his dish, but um, it, the reason why he does it is because it's so damn good. Yeah, I mean, and we got to see a lot of our friends in the barbecue world out there today. Uh, Michael Fulmer, one of the co-founders of the Eastern Barbecue Festival, is out there supporting today. Um, Eric Sandler, uh, food editor of Culture Map, is out there hanging out. Um, Craig Lovati. Yeah, yeah, Craig Lovati was out there. Um, who else was out there today? Oh, uh, Russell Regals just shows up everywhere. We just <laughs> keep running into he's, he's kind of like an apparition. <laughs> he's, he's at every event, I think. Um, and John Brotherton as well, helping out Willow today. Yeah, John Brotherton is always willing to help out his, his friends in the barbecue world. He was out there today as well. And also Houston barbecue guys like Wade Elkins, who, who works currently for Patrick Fijis. Wade Elkins was, had his own own booth and had his own competition there. Um, Ara from Harlem Road. Yep. Joey Victorian from Victorian's Barbecue. Um, obviously, you mentioned Teddy Lopez from SDQ. Who else from Houston was there from Houston Barbecue? Um, oh, some of our buddies. The JQ's Tex-Mex is doing yeah, pop-ups JQ is helping out. Yeah. We, need to, we need to get out Joseph. there and get one of his pop-ups as soon as possible. Um, we're definitely going to try to get that out there pretty soon. Um, Patrick Hernandez was out there. Uh, Gabe, uh, cold-hearted barbecue, he was out there as well. Um, it's, just, it's just a real fun community. Um, we... We didn't think we'd be eating enough food, so we went to Truth before we even went to Butcher's <laughs> yeah. Ball. Uh, Packy Saunders is out there yeah, as well. Packy was out there. Uh, Corey Taylor, when he got done working at Truth, went to the event. Uh, it's just, Robert Lerma came early to take pictures. Yep, yeah, we saw Lerma out there. Um, we saw Wyatt McSpadden at Truth as well, another friend of the show. Um, so, yeah, it's just we love getting out there, eating barbecue, you know, and just seeing the community. You know, we, we have fun. We, we've gotten some really fun relationships with different people in the barbecue world. Just... But the fact that we eat so much barbecue and we we see these people everywhere we go and vice versa. So at, at this point, oh, J.R. Cohen, did we mention him? Oh, yeah. Well, no. But if yeah, we don't yeah. him. How can you not mention J.R.? So, yeah, J.R. was out there, too. But, yeah, it was just it was a really good day. And it, was, I mean, it wasn't just a barbecue event, obviously. Um, but it was a really good day of live fire cooking, um, good times, good booze. Um, we are sober. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> I think I I'm had, not going to say unfortunately sober, but, yes, we're very sober. You're right. I think I had one drink and one beer throughout the course of the day so we are responsible you know we, we, it's we, something we do need to preach maybe to everybody absolutely. you know we do enjoy drinking the adult beverages um, but one of the things that we've been very careful is to make sure that we have a designated driver or we're not driving that night there's, there's different things yeah. like that if we know we're going there. to an event where we're both going to want to kind of relax and have a few yeah we'll plan overnight trips and things like that yeah we we want to be safe out there we of course encourage everyone else to be safe out there so, uh, yeah, that's our, our PSA for this episode, folks. We're, we're kind of knee-deep in barbecue events now that the weather's turning into a nicer time of year. It's kind of festival season. You know, we, we just, the two Dallas events, the Smoke Dallas and Smoke Fort Worth events just happened. Um, the Aust the Houston-Austin throwdown happened. Um, but there's more things uh, coming up. The regular up. throwdown happened. A regular throwdown <laughs> happened. Yeah, sorry. The Austin-Houston one is coming up soon. Right. Um, and we'll talk about that in just a second. All right. But yeah, what's on the calendar? We've got uh, October 28th is 
Brett's Backyard Barbecue's grand opening. Um, he's going to be cooking a whole hog. Hogtoberfest? Yes, and that's going to be in Rockdale, his new location. So definitely follow, if you're not already following Brett's Backyard, I think it's Brett's Backyard BBQ. Um, if you're not already following him on Instagram and Twitter, you should definitely be doing that and, and get out there if you can. Whole hog, live music, uh, free beer, obviously other, other food as well cooked by him. Um, going to be a great time. He's got a lot of outdoor games and stuff. I think it's, there's a big tree that everything's underneath as well. Um, potentially uh, going to be just a great day out there. I haven't looked at the forecast, but I'm sure it's going to be great. That's October 28th. And then the next week is yeah. the big one. Yeah, next uh, the Sunday after that is the Texas Monthly Barbecue Festival. Um, about 30 barbecue joints, all of which are on the top 50 list, with the exception they always have one newcomer that they add to the list. Um, the newcomer is Guest Barbecue, another friend of the show. Um, so get your tickets for that if you haven't already uh, planned for that. That's going to be, you know, it's your chance to get to a lot of these places and try and sample their food that you may or may not have been to because of distance and things like that. Right. I mean, one of the great things about the Texas Monthly Fest is that it's so many different barbecue joints from so far away. Right. That, you know, you really do get to sample places like Evie Mays, um, places closer to the border south, places east like Bodacious and places like that. There's a lot of them that... Um, you can sample all at once and you know you don't have to sample the ones that are close to your city go out there and make sure you try the ones that you haven't tried yet right and actually the day before that brian and i are competing in a barbecue cook-off um it's a non-sanctioned cook-off we just we haven't done a cook-off in a while we'd like to just you know we like to test ourselves and just see how we're doing and you know just we have fun with barbecue pretty much all aspects of it and competition is is you know one of an interesting thing i mean we don't like to eat competition barbecue and we really don't even like to cook it the reason why we mentioned it on the show before but what you're cooking for in a competition is you're trying to satisfy judges you're trying to satisfy a palate they only get one single bite so there's a lot of things that you amplify and a lot of things that you work toward it's a science more than just an enjoyment of taste and it's not really what we enjoy cooking it's why we stopped doing competitions a couple of years ago but we've been out of it so long we figured why not you know why not get back in it this is a nice easy one it's a non-sanctioned event it's not huge but we're gonna have some fun and, and cook and we're gonna play around with um, probably a new dish for the open category or at least a very little variation on it maybe nothing huge but something yeah yeah so we'll, you know we'll be posting up about that and uh and it's it's in our kind of our local area so if you happen to be in the area and you'd like to stop by shoot us a dm i mean we're not going to broadcast the event and things like that because it's again it's a small little event but if you are in the area and you'd like to stop by you know, we'll gladly give you a sample of food um so yeah reach out to us but yeah we're gonna have fun with that that's gonna be november 3rd november 4th texas monthly festival um, and then the week after that is uh, Reveille Barbecue is doing a whole hog event also. Yeah, so, you know, it's interesting and we've talked about it. You know, we didn't invent whole hog. Houston didn't invent whole hog. Um, not obviously, by any stretch. Not by any stretch. Obviously, Patrick Fegis has been kind of one of the, the bellwethers here in Houston that's, that's bringing whole hog more popularity. Bangers in Austin is going to start doing whole hog four days a week when they get everything lined up there. We just came back from a whole hog trip. So you're hearing a lot of that on our show for multiple reasons. But, um, you know, Brett's going to be doing a whole hog. And then on November 11th, Reveille Barbecue, which is between Tomball and Magnolia, not quite all the way out to Magnolia. They're doing a whole hog event with Wade Elkins. Um, come on out to that. That's, that'll be on a Sunday. Yep, we'll, we'll definitely be out there for that one. Looking forward to that. This has kind of been something we've been hearing about for a while was going to happen. So we've been looking forward to it. And uh, it'll be fun. You know, two, two. Texas whole hog events here in a short span of time. 
So then uh, maybe a couple of weeks that aren't already fully planned out. And then after that is in December 9th, the big one for Houston and Austin barbecue fans. Yep, it's taking place in Austin. It's the Houston-Austin Barbecue Throwdown at Friends and Allies Brewing. Um, It's going to be, I believe there are five Houston joints, four Austin area joints, and one wildcard joint, which is our buddies at Bodacious Barbecue in Longview. Um, So, and lineup subject to change. They could be adding and removing or doing whatever. There there may be more places on there by the time the the event takes place, but that'll be in Austin on Sunday, December 9th. Um, So, go to HOUBBQ's uh, Instagram, Twitter, and you can find links to the uh, to buy tickets to that event. Yep. And then uh, that probably, that's December 9th, so that's probably the last big event as far as anything, but there's one more before the end of the year. Yeah, we are uh, we are throwing a Christmas party. Um, we've been we've been asked by the Hop Stop, our, our favorite little bar in Humble, Texas, um, to, to provide the food for the Christmas party they're throwing at the bar. So we'll be doing that on Saturday, December 22nd. Um, I haven't fully thought out and planned out the menu yet. We're still kind of in work on that. But uh, we I would expect chili. Uh, yeah, there, there, there could be some chili on there. Uh, we could be in some chili weather, so you might be getting some chili. Uh, but we'll, I know we've done tacos the last couple of events. We'll probably do something a little more traditional this one, but we don't know. We haven't finalized anything yet. We're still kind of tinkering and you know, Brian's been in the sausage lab making some uh, different kinds wow. of sausage. So uh, we'll have some creative stuff out there. We'll have fun. We always do when we're out there. Um, so, yes, uh, Saturday, December 22nd, um, we'll post up um, details on that in the coming days and weeks. That's Double Back Barbecue. Uh, yep. And, we'll, you know, we'll post it on the Tales from the Pits accounts as well. But, yeah, Double Back BBQ on Instagram and Twitter. You can follow us on there. That That's all of our pop-up information. And we'll, uh, we'll let you know more details as, as they become known. But, uh, but yeah, we'd love, we'd love to have show listeners come out. We've had many come out to the, you know, the pop-ups we've done last year plus since we launched the show. Appreciate it very much. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah, we, it's great to, to meet people that are actually taking time to listen to the show and, and getting to feed them some barbecue. So, uh, by all means, if you're in the area or if you'd like to come out, we'd love to see you. Um, but, yeah, if you're on the lookout, I mean, obviously, holiday season's coming. So, a lot of these barbecue joints are going to be doing holiday catering menus. And if you're looking for to add some barbecue to your you know, Thanksgiving or Christmas dinner plans, then uh, keep an eye out because you're going to start seeing that over the next few weeks. A lot of the barbecue joints, you know, posting their holiday menus and a lot of them do some really good stuff. So be on the lookout for that and, you know, keep uh, supporting your favorite barbecue joints. And if you're talking about one of the things, supporting your barbecue joints and, and Christmas and winter, you're starting to see the chilies and the stews. I know John Miller uh, just brought a stew back last weekend. Um, chilies at several places, pozole, even at places like Corkscrew Barbecue. Yeah, chicken um, dumplings. We've seen a couple of those lately too. And uh, Tejas obviously just throws everything out the window and, and creates some fabulous dishes. Um, but keep an eye out for that. I know uh, El Burro and the Bull does some great pozole as well. Um, so, you know, expand your horizons just a little bit when you see these items on the menu. Check them out. Um, who else is doing that? Is um, Russell going to do anything? Uh, Russell did a chili last week. Um, I didn't. It was, unfortunately, it was the day after I was in my for my weekly Rickles visit. But uh, he did a chili last week, and from what I heard, it, it went really well. So you, you might be seeing more of that from Rickles. And, and yeah, just keep an eye out. Uh, these barbecue joints are trying to find the best ways to serve the customers and to utilize product in the best way. So uh, definitely check that stuff out. I'm looking forward to. I mean. Again, we, we eat more barbecue than almost any person we know. Should. 
should or yeah, <laughs> any person or does. should. Um, but we, yeah, it, after a while, you don't, you may not want sliced brisket for a day or so, or you may not want, you know, burnt ends or beef ribs. You may want as, just, as good as fatty brisket is. Sometimes you want to change it up and right. you know, smoked turkey. It's it's that time of year. But beyond smoked turkey, are these pozzoles, chilies, and stews, um, and soups. I know that even uh, there was a French onion soup last year at Tejas. Yeah, maybe the Tejas was doing chowder last week, and yeah, I mean these places are getting creative with the stuff and. And I think you're going to see that continue as we get to the colder months. Well, cold for Texas. I know some people that listen listen to our show. It's going to be really cold. (laughs) It might get down to like the 50s. Yeah, Yeah, we have some listeners in some states that are just laughing when we say cold. But yes, if if it drops below 70, it starts to get cold to to us. They start selling the, and we're not even kidding, they start selling the firewood on the side of the road (laughs) at 70 degrees here. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're Texans, we're wimps about cold weather, what can we say? But we also laugh at you when it's November and we're sitting on patios, so <laughs> yes. we take the trade off. So there you go, that's kind of the roundup for the rest of the year. Uh, places to go, places to see. Just real quick, run it down again. Um, coming up right next is October 28th, which is Brett's Barbecue, Brett's Backyard Barbecue Hogtoberfest. Yep. After that is the Texas Monthly Fest, November third or November 4th. Yep. Um, just before that, we'll be doing a little cookout. You can DM us if you want some details, but it's not a, it's not, we're going to not promote it as a public event. Right. Um, then after that will be November 11th. That's the Reveille and My Yard Reaction, Wade Elkins, Hog Cook. Um, after that, I believe the next big one is... Houston, Austin, Throwdown, Houston, Austin, December Throwdown, 9th. December 9th. Um, and then... And then we've got the Double Bag Barbecue pop-up at the Hop Stop on Saturday, December 22nd. So we will we will be fully festive. We will have some. Uh, who knows? We might have a little Christmas tech treat. We've got a lot of things that we like to do around these times of year. So you, you'll you'll see something fun from us. We like I said, we're not going to just serve you beans, potato salad, and and, <laughs> and brisket. Like we like to be goofy with stuff like this. It's fun for us. It's an outlet for us. Yeah. You know, so we, we've got a lot of ideas. Not all of them are the best ideas, <laughs> but we've got a lot of them. So. Sometimes he doesn't let me do everything, but. <laughs> Um, you know, you can. You, I can almost guarantee you, you will see the turkey stuffing and gravy sausage. Yep, and, and we've amped it up every single year. You've done the sausage, so we'll probably have to add something else into the sausage this year to uh, to bring it to yet another level. So be on the lookout for that. We're looking forward to serving everyone again. We have a lot of fun when we do these things. And uh, thanks for listening. Bye. Please follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Instagram is at Tales from the Pits. Twitter is at BBQ Podcast. And please, 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 we say it all the time, follow, subscribe on your favorite podcast listening app, rate us on your favorite podcast listening app. It really does help us. It it helps raise the profile of the show and get the show to more listeners. And and we love doing that because we want to share these stories in barbecue. So thanks, everybody. And we will talk to you soon.